Um, so here we go. I am recording this podcast from my car in front of my friend's donut shop in Hamden. Um, they were closed today, so that's kind of a bummer. Apparently they're closed every Monday and I just don't pay attention enough. So podcasts, this is kind of new to me. I don't really know what this is going to be about or really what I'm going to do with it. So, you know, we're just going to wing it. Um, a little bit about me right now at this moment. I am the ripe old age of 24. Uh, everyone likes me again because I'm not 23. And uh, I am a real estate agent in Baltimore City. I'm also a property manager. Um, I own a property management company and it's kind of become this like cool thing that I'm trying to expand on so that I can pursue my goals and dreams in life, which by the way, I have no idea what my dreams or goals are. So I'm just kind of figuring that along the way. A little bit about me. I started out in Jessup, Maryland. I was born at Howard County General Hospital, I think. I don't really know. Um, I lived in Jessup, and then my mom uh, got married, and we moved to Baltimore City. And so I've kind of been in Baltimore City my entire life. I've moved to Baltimore County for a year or so, and I lived in Glen Burnie as well for about a year and a half. Um, And then, you know, life took a big turn, and things didn't go as planned, and I ended up back in Baltimore City. And so, you know, since I've been here, things have been awesome and crazy and wonderful. And I've just discovered more about myself and about the wonderful place that I live in and how many crazy, amazing people are um, in my life that I didn't even know about. So, you know, um, rewinding it back to when I was a young child, um, I am a product of a teen mother um, and my father was in his early 20s as well so both my parents were pretty young my grandparents were a huge part of my life and um, you know we're always active in it and I, I really do come from a very supportive and wonderful family but you don't really realize that until later in life that you know your parents are human beings and they're just doing the best that they can with the life that they have and Um, trying to give you everything that, you know, they didn't have or wanted or, you know, that type of stuff. Um, And so I went to Catholic school, which is a huge, wonderful blessing um, that my parents gave to me. I, you know, formed a lot of great relationships. And if you're from Baltimore, you know as well that uh, when someone asks you where you went to school, they're not talking about where you went to college. They're talking about where you went to high school because the high schools in Baltimore and Maryland in general are just so you know close and tight knit and everyone knows everyone from somewhere. That's why they call it small to more. Um, so yeah, so I did all of that stuff um, in elementary and high school and um, not a big religious person. I'm spiritual to a certain degree, but, you know, religion isn't a huge thing. So don't think that this podcast is going to be about, you know, my religious beliefs or anything like that. I wouldn't put that upon anyone. Um, The thing that Catholic school really taught me, though, 
um, and I was really fortunate to have this in my school in particular, was the diversity. I went to the Institute of Notre Dame, which is in Baltimore City, and we were a very diverse school, uh, not only with different races, but different religions as well. A lot of people think that, oh, if you go to Catholic school, then you have to be from the Catholic faith, and that's not necessarily true. Um, you know, it's, it's more of, you know, I honestly, I can't speak for everyone, so I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that the school that I went to was wonderful and diverse and um, really taught me a lot about life because before I went there, I just lived in this kind of little bubble of what I thought life was supposed to be like. And, you know, when you live in that bubble and you're set in your ways, like a lot of people do and sometimes never get out of, uh, you're kind of a jerk to people who are different than you. Um, and that's just not cool. And I learned that at a really young age that, you know, there's a lot of different people. They come from different walks of life. They do different things. And you know, not everyone lives the same path that you live. And not everyone's community and culture tells them to live the same path that you live. And that's something that I really like about Baltimore is that, you know, we all kind of live in the same small city. We're only, what, 600,000 people? yet we all have such a different culture and there's a lot of people from different cities who move to Baltimore, different countries. It's, it's really like a melting pot. I guess you could get a pretty good sample size of America and the diversity in America just from Baltimore because of how diverse the city is. Um, and I think that's one thing that I will be focusing on throughout this podcast is diversity in Baltimore and like the different people of Baltimore uh, and their stories and their lives and how they got to where they are now. Because I think it's really important to focus on not only where you're going in your future, but, you know, where you've been, because that's how you learn. That's how, what formed you and the nuances and stuff that you do are from, you know, your past. It's a learned behavior. So one of my biggest learned behaviors was my work ethic. I'm a workaholic. That is one thing that everyone will agree on. Um, I work a lot. I work a lot of hours. Sometimes I don't use the best of my time. I do more busy work than productive work and income producing work. But, you know, most of the time I am working, whether it be on the beach, checking my emails and responding to people, whether it be hanging out with my friends and taking client phone calls, or whether I'm in the office, you know, actively working. I, I'm almost constantly doing that. And I learned that from my upbringing, you know, everyone in my family, for the most part, uh, are really hard workers. You know, if we want something, we work for it and then we get it. Doesn't really teach you a lot of good work-life balance. Um, and I'm noticing that as I get older, I uh, put off spending time with family and friends because I'm working and I, I really should make more time to enjoy them because life is really short and they can be gone in the next instant. Um, and I definitely have learned that the hard way in the past with losing people. So another thing about me is I ride horses and I also train dogs. Um, I don't train dogs the way I used to. I used to, you know, take on clients and help them. I worked at a wonderful, amazing, and I cannot gush this enough. If you are looking to get your dog trained, 
please call and go to Canine Concepts. They will change your life and change the way you look at your relationship with your dog. Um, they had a very huge part in my life, and I don't want to underplay that whatsoever. They taught me a lot about not only dogs, but like people as well, because a lot of the two things, they go together. Um, and it was just really interesting to me to have worked there. I think I worked there for about a year. Um, it was right after I, I was hit by a drunk driver in my car and had to stop working and all this hoopla and stuff like that. Um, and I had been training my dog, Buck, who is the light of my life. If I could interview him, he would be on this podcast for sure. <laughs> um, and I just got done training Buck there because I was having health issues and, you know, needed a dog to kind of assist with that. And he really did. I mean, I, I tell everyone all the time he saved my life. He was definitely meant to be in my life. That's a story that I'll tell another day. Um, and so I couldn't really work and go to school. I, I had a full course load and my neurologist was like, look, you are literally not allowing your brain to heal. You're driving yourself into the ground. You're like slowly killing yourself, which was not a fun thing to hear, especially a workaholic who all I want to do is work and um, do a good job at working and finish my degree. I do have a degree in healthcare management. Um, so, you know, I had trained my dog there and I got along with people really well and I'm dog crazy. I'm seriously, I love dogs. Um, and not in the way that you would think, like, I just, I like dogs that are bad, good, small, big, like any dog I'm cool with. Um, and I understand like dog behavior and how to, how to, you know, live with dogs as well and allow them to still be dogs. Um, so, you know, I, I started working at Canine Concepts and they, uh, were there in a time where I was like really unsure of where my life was going and what I was doing. Um, very supportive people, very interesting people who come from like totally different walks of life. Um, the owner of Canine Concepts, who also I will be interviewing, I think both of them, uh, Bill and David, awesome, awesome people. Bill has a book. Um, called Moonlight, and it's really interesting. You should check it out. And it's about his life and how, you know, he went from being a criminal and, you know, kind of a kingpin in the uh, cocaine industry to being the owner of a dog training facility um, and how dogs saved his life. And so that really, like, hit home with me because, you know, fuck, I say saved my life. Not in the same way. But, you know, still connecting with people over the love of dogs is just something really cool. All right. So after Canine Concepts, um, I finished my degree. I worked for Hopkins International in an internship. Um, a very close friend of mine works with them as well uh, and helped me land the internship. And it was really great experience because I thought I wanted to go into healthcare and it turns out no freaking way did I want to go into healthcare. Um, 
sorry, it's getting hot in my car. <laughs> so I did not want to go into healthcare and I thought I did. I had even worked for a home healthcare facility or company called Bright Star Care. And they were great and I learned a lot from that. But it really all this together made me realize that I just I could not work in a bureaucratic structured environment. And that killed me because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. I thought I was supposed to work for a nine to five. And oh, mind you, my both my parents are in real estate. So it's not really like they um well, all my parents are in sales. So my my mom and my father, my biological mother and father are not together. Um and my dad worked in car sales for a while. My mom uh, was a title, I don't, I don't even know the word for it. She, she did settlement, she was settlement officer. Um, and then Bob, who is my stepfather, he works in mortgages and he has for 25 years. He's really great too. Definitely we'll be interviewing him. Um, and he did real estate, you know, he was an agent for a while as well. And we uh, actually, you know, my, my mother and Bob were in real estate when the market crashed. So that was a really interesting experience for me. And I, a lot of what I do now has a lot to do with how that was handled and um, how we got through that. So that's a pretty interesting story. And anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> Oh yeah, Hopkins International. So I realized that I couldn't work for a nine to five. I couldn't work for someone else. And I was like, all right, how do I work for myself? Uh, I was graduating college and then I was supposed to get married shortly thereafter. Didn't end up doing that. Um, I had an opportunity to step into the real estate world um, in an unconventional way. I was at the moment... Uh, doing a lot of social media management for a couple different smaller companies and helping them with their social media. And I ran into someone one night at a bar, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I met a guy at a bar um, and he was telling me about like what he did, this guy in a fedora. And I was like, dear God, this guy's wearing a fedora. Like what, what am I doing talking to this person? Um, Sorry, it's a very fond memory of mine now. But I was talking to him about real estate, and I was like, yeah, my parents are in real estate. Do you know this person? Do you know that person? Blah, blah. He was there with his buddy, um, who actually is my go-to title guy. And I swear to God, he is the second coming of Jesus because he's just so wonderful. Um, so I talked to him about you know, his social media presence and how he wanted to get that up and moving and really expand his business through social media. So he saw that this is like, this is where things are heading. And this was about two and a half years ago at this point. Um, he saw that, you know, things were heading in the social media direction. If he wasn't on social media, he'd become irrelevant. But then I looked at his phone and it was like, you know, none of the apps were organized, all of his stuff had a million notifications his profiles only had one or two posts nothing was consistent everything was too salesy and it was like oh my gosh like I need I need to help you um you need me <laughs> I think is actually what I said so I pursued that um and in doing that I realized like huh 
there's definitely an opportunity here. So I can either continue upon my life the way I've been doing it, um, or I can seize this opportunity. And I'll preface this by saying a few months before I lost my grandfather um, and he had passed rather unexpectedly and abruptly. Um, he went into cardiac arrest one night and kind of never came out of the uh, induced coma that they put him in to sustain his life. Um, and it was a wake up call for me. I went through a lot in that time. You know, I, I struggled with kind of like a, what they, a psychiatrist said I was bipolar. Another one said I had clinical depression. Like I, you know, all this like mental illness that people wanted to diagnose me with when really I was just like, my grandfather just died. I was in shock. I was grieving. I didn't need prescriptions and all this other stuff. So of course they put me on a bunch of prescriptions and it messed with my head a little bit and made me kind of a zombie. Um, and then I got out of that and went cold turkey off of these, you know, psychiatric meds they put me on that were ruining my life. Um, and I started to really realize you only get this one life. Like, this is it. There's nothing else other than what you are experiencing right now. Like, the Rent song, and I quote, no day but today. It's, it's true. You know, you have just today. Tomorrow's not promised. The next 10 minutes isn't promised. So what are you going to do with that? And so that weighed heavy on me a lot because I was set on this path of what I thought I was supposed to do. I was supposed to go to school, get my degree, get married, have babies, buy a house, white picket fence, you know, work a nine to five, come home, make dinner for my husband and the kids and run a household and get two weeks vacation during the summertime. And, you know, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And then I realized, holy cow, um, actually, holy shit, I'm going to cuss on this podcast. I'm sorry, mom. Um, this is where I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be living this life and this is going to be it. There's going to be nothing else. And that really hit home with me because you can only live your life for yourself. And I was living my life for everyone else, but myself. So I woke up. So I, I literally, and you know, it's a hard decision. No one really tells you how hard it is. Um, I broke off my engagement. I moved to Baltimore city to a small, tiny, should have been a closet bedroom in a house with four other girls in federal Hill. Um, and I had no money. I had nothing. Like I was paying off debt from this wedding that I had planned and, um, working this new job that hardly paid me anything because I hardly had any experience. Um, and it was hard. It was really, it was really hard because I went from this lifestyle of being comfortable and really not having to worry about many of my finances because my fiance managed our finances for us to having to wisen up. And I put myself in a lot of debt really quickly, not to mention my student loan debt, which I was paying, you know, $1,100 a month which was eating up most of my income plus my rent on top of that. Um, it was, it was a lot and it was really hard for a while. And on Facebook or Instagram, if you saw me, you'd think I was living my best life. I went to new Orleans by myself, which, um, 
I did all under $300 between the accommodations and the airfare because I stayed in this Airbnb in the seventh ward, uh, which if you're familiar with New Orleans is not so fun of a place to be staying. Um, and I walked everywhere. I didn't take Ubers. Um, and you know, I really, I really budgeted a lot of it, but I, I think I needed that to kind of get over my, my stuff that I was going through and tell myself that life would go back to what I knew it was. Um, and so then the real estate stuff started to really pick up and I, I saw an even bigger opportunity within this business. Uh, and now you have kind of where I am today, which is the DiLorenzo group. Um, Vincent, my partner, he is Vincent DiLorenzo. So he started the group. Um, we had a few other agents on our team at the time. We no longer have those agents on the team. It's just the two of us and our wonderful, amazing, fantastic, life-saving. I cannot express how much I am so appreciative for Gabby. She, she's just out of this world and she's going to do great, amazing things um, herself. And I'm just really happy for her. She was a client of mine, actually, to start. And then one day I called her and I was like, you know what? I think, I think there's something here. I think there's something here that needs to be explored. So got out of the tiny little bedroom six months ago, not even that long ago. Um, I lived in that house for about two years and now I, I upgraded to the condo that I live in now. Um, and things are going well. You know, I have this property management business. I have this real estate career that I love and I'm expanding and exploring every single day in it with the different opportunities that are available to me. I work for an amazing brokerage, Keller Williams Legacy. The people that I'm surrounded with there are just positive and wonderful. And I don't understand like how any of them could ever think that they aren't the most wonderful, amazing people in this world. Like they have such a big impact on me day to day that I don't think they even realize I walk into the office and just my entire life just lights up because I'm around these people. Um, yeah. Wow. Just a minute of like gratitude to all these wonderful people who have come into my life in this past two years, two and a half years. Um, I used to not let people into my life at all. I was very closed off with them. Um, you know, that song, No New Friends. Yeah, that was me. No new friends. Uh -uh. But now I'm, I'm excited to meet new people almost every day. And so many wonderful people have been brought into my life because of the choices that I've made. And everything that I've done in the past has led me right to where I am now, which is just such an amazing place. Um, so there you have it. That's me, Victoria. I do real estate, property management. I love dogs. I love my horse, family, friends. Um, all of that good stuff. And I really hope you, you all listen in next week to hear a little bit more about myself and others. Um, I think we'll be doing, doing like a rotating schedule, you know, podcast with a guest podcast, just about some crazy story in my life. Oh, and I forgot to mention I, in the past, like two and a half years, I've been to about 12 countries. So that's pretty cool too. All right, y'all have a good day. I'll talk to you soon.